Hey, this is Jack Blades from Night Ranger, and you're listening to my good buddy, Steve Benz. Oh, man, he gives me the Benz on the blend. There's too many Bs in this, but this is Jack Blades. Hey, keep rocking. Welcome back to the latest edition of The Blend. Yeah, we're just going off cuff right here. It is Steve Benz broadcasting live from downtown Chicago. All right, so one of my good friends, he's calling in today. He's going to be back in town. We go back and forth sometimes. It's hard to get him on uh, the phone, always on tour, always making new music. Let's welcome back Mark McGrath from the band Sugar Ray. Well, it's good that we finally hooked up. It's good to know that uh, you're coming to town again, my friend. Yes, you cannot beat that. I'm going to look at the, the highlights for tomorrow. You got Sponge, Lit, Everclear, and then you. My God, that is four hours of kick-ass rock. I'm telling you, we've been, uh, you know, this is the last three shows of the of the tour this summer, and the last six weeks we've been kicking some ass across America. And, you know, when we have a band like Sponge open, and you're going to hear a song like Plowed and right. Molly, you know, <laughs> songs that define the 90s. Yeah. You hear those early, and then Lit plays My Own Worst Enemy and, and uh, Miserable and Everclear, every song they play is a hit, and we have to follow that. I mean, it's a night of great music. My, my whole cell is it's the anti-cell. It's, if you hate music of the 90s, please do not come, because that's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear short sets and all the hits, and it's, uh, it's great to see people go, oh, I forgot that they wrote that song. Oh, I forgot about that song. That's when you know people are really getting it, you know, getting the value of the show. I know that you're going to be here in Naperville, which is a great high-end suburb out there. They're going to freaking rush the stage. I'm telling you right now. Well, I hope so. You know, and you know what's so great about this sort of 90s comeback, you know, that we've kind of been in for the last five, six, seven years. I mean, I think you and I have spoke about this before. The 90s never really ended. And, no. You know, there was no demarcation day where it ended. And I can tell you the date the 80s ended. You know, musically at least, is when Nevermind came out. Right. Uh, just, you know, eviscerated an entire generation of music. You know, the 90s just kind of, you know, the record industry kind of went away, and the 90s kind of went away, and rock music kind of went away and kind of shifted towards more DJs and uh, EDM-type music and uh, hip-hop artists. And so you kind of got to go to look backwards to your rock, and bands are still touring today. Pearl Jam, Dave Matthews, they're still in the top 10 in Polestar. I mean, no one's replaced them. So, I, but the nostalgia of the 90s is finally kicked in hardcore. So I'm seeing young folks out there. Uh, I, you know, the shows are getting bigger and the crowds are getting younger, which is kind of, it's kind of uh, refreshing to see after a while. But if you come out in those bright red jackets, I'm not really sure what might happen. <laughs> oh, what, uh, what bright red jackets do you speak of, Steve? Oh, come on. I love that. I love that promo picture. I want one of those. You know, it's great. You know, I, it, it's, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a couple of hits with Sugar Ray. And, you know, speaking of the 90s revival, and like there, there's lots of 90s tribute bands all across America. Um, and there's a band called Pop Rock in San Francisco that's one of the best. They play 80s and 90s stuff. They do these high-end corporate parties. And they'll ask me every now and then to come up and play a couple songs with them and then, you know, do a couple of Sugar Ray songs. And I say, absolutely. And they... They don't make me wear those, those satin shiny suits. I demand to wear one because they wear them and it's a lot of fun. And I'm going to go up there with a t-shirt. These guys look like a million bucks. So uh, usually I just wear the jacket. The other night I wore the pants and uh, 
It brought something out of me, Steve. I'm telling you. I, I felt very free, very liberated. Uh, that's the way it's got to be, my friend. And then if you wear that and you play 10 seconds down, I'm right there with you. Oh, boy. That would, uh, you know what? It just might be you and me then if I played 10 seconds down and that's <laughs> you might just be the only one left. I was playing that this morning. So obviously we had a little uh, screw up with the time zones and stuff like that. And I was playing that with some of the interns here and they were just rocking out to that. I'm like, um, this is Sugar Ray. They're like, what the? I'm like, no, this is what I listened to when you were younger, cranking out Orange County. They had no idea what I was talking about. No idea. It's funny. It's kind of, it's kind of cool that like we have that sort of pedigree. And, and that also led to the success, ironically, of the songs that became Fly and Someday and Every Morning. Yeah. When we got signed to Atlantic Records, we were probably the worst band in the history of the world that ever got signed. <laughs> Early play, we had, we had two original songs. We lied to Atlantic Records and said we had 40 songs, 1,000 fans. And this was the day in you know, the early 90s when you could, you, could, you could lie about your band. There was no social media. There was no internet. So we kind of built up this, whole, this kind of juggernaut. We got signed to Atlantic Records because back then, if you had a Marshall amp and a guitar, everybody was looking to sign the next Nirvana. So they, they, were, you know, they could sign 100 bands, and if there was some, you know, uh, you know, collateral damage on their behalf. It didn't matter as long as one or two, three hit. Well, luckily, they took a chance on us. We said, oh, my God, we got to write a record. I mean, we've got no songs. So we were literally like kids in a candy store learning how to play. So we turned the Marshalls up. We sampled things. We loved the Beastie Boys. And that first record that has 10 seconds down on it, um, it was literally like kids experimenting and playing. We wrote, we wrote the songs in the studio, and then because they were the harder nature, we went on tour with bands like Korn, the Deftones, mm-hmm. Monster Magnet. Uh, we opened for the Sex Pistols in Europe, so we had all these incredible dreams come true. But along with that becoming our job now, we got better at our instruments. We got better at, so- at songwriters. So that led us to down the road to say, hey, you know, I really like the Beach Boys. I really like the Beatles. Let's experiment a little, and that became Fly which uh, was the anomaly on the record floor. It sold 2 million copies. And uh, we said, you know what? Playing to uh, 10,000 people a night is a lot better than playing to like 12 or 15. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's keep on experimenting with the, uh, with the pop stuff. And we did. And, um, you know, it paid off, which is great. Because I mean, I've always been a Beach Boys and Beatles fan, but when you can't write that kind of music, you don't write that kind of music. But everybody can turn their amp onto 11 and, uh, and jam out to the last call, you know? Yeah, that must be the difficult part when you finally realize you're not John, Le- uh, John Lennon or Paul McCartney. Yeah, you know what? That's that. That's uh, it. Must be difficult for a lot of people. You know, I don't think a lot of people are in therapy complaining that they're not Paul McCartney or John Lennon because let's be honest, they won. They're the best rock. They'll never be a better rock band in the world than the Beatles. Nope. They won. I mean, I was young enough to remember when there was a discussion. Who's going to be the best? I mean, what, what else is coming in the future? Well, there's nothing coming anymore in terms of, you know, the more than four rock type band. So the Beatles win. They, they, they had the shortest history with the, with the, in my opinion, with the most elaborate um, yep. um, arsenal of songs. And Lennon and McCartney as songwriters, I mean, they're, they're one and two. Even yep. though they, you know, it says co-written, they usually wrote the songs by themselves, you know? That's why I kind of just showed that I, I agree with you with the Beatles. It is the only band that flipped halfway through their career from music from a pop band to what they they defined as rock and roll. No one else is going exactly. to be able to do that. Exactly. And, and, and like a Sex Pistols or like a Nirvana, that bred, I, I bred a whole new generation. Yeah. You know, they came from the Herman's Herman's Pops, la, 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 doo, doo, da, she loves you, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then they went into the psychedelia world and opened it all up for the Led Zeppelins of the world, for the, uh, you know, the Rolling Stones even followed their lead. Yeah. The Who, you know? Yeah. These are incredible bands. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, those bands I just named, I mean, they were from an era that was, was it never got better. You know, it never did. You know, Chuck, you know, uh, but, you know, but Buddy Holly, Chuck Berry, um, uh, you know, uh, Bill Haley, I mean, they started, they kicked off the rock and roll doors, but it never got better than the late 60s. And that, listen, this could, be a, this could be an opinion, but it could also be backed up by facts as well. Sure, you know? sure. And a nice thing about your type of tour is if you think back in the 50s, they would, they'd have four or five bands on. So kudos to you for coming up with this concept and just pushing on. I like when you were back here with uh, Ravinia a couple of years ago, you had an 80s and a 90s, but this, just pedal to the metal, 90s music, I am just so happy for that. Well, Steve, I appreciate you flying the flag down there in Chicago. You know, I know, uh, you know I talked to friends of mine, uh, Matt and Vertical Horizon, who's yeah. talk, spoken to you, and yeah. you've really become sort of a uh, ambassador of this music and a keeper of the flame. And, and uh, really, and a friend to all of us, which yeah. has been fantastic. So thank you for that. And forget, forget about uh, forget about you know, us bringing the music. Yeah. Thank you for keeping it alive. You know? nah, it's, it's what it is. And ultimately, my underlining thing of all of it, I just want to be in the band picture. Just one of them. Uh, well, well, yeah, we will. <laughs> just one. Like, I want to show up in a video somewhere where people go like, who is that guy? That's that's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> that's funny, you know. You, you, but Steve, you you are you're already a legend. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. just all, all in my own mind. Just like uh, you know, Howard Stern is the gold standard for radio, or uh, some of the guys that have now passed on. You know, we we can't all be that. We all can't all be on serious. We can't all do that. But I just kind of do. I have my own little niche. So, well, that's what you got to do. You got to find it. You know, and it's funny because you know we were talking about these great songwriters, John Lennon, and Paul McCartney. Yep. You know. I graduated from USC, you know, and it's pretty... Wait, 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 wait a second. Well, you actually graduated from USC? I actually graduated from USC, University of Southern California, with a BA in communications. And, um, you know, I, my, my parents, God bless them, were always supportive of me. They just said, just get a college degree, and I don't care what you do. <laughs> now, I got my degree on a Friday, and that Saturday morning, I was in my mom's garage playing with the band that became Sugar Ray, and I think... You know, I saw my mom pick her head out and go, well, I, I said, yes, get that degree, but I don't, didn't really think I meant rock and roll. But at the same time, they were very supportive. They just said, just give yourself, give yourself a goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in fact, you know, you know, my dad was kind enough to sit down and just come up, with some, come up with some tenets of what your career should be in music. Let's be realistic about this and how it works. And my dad was very pragmatic. And he goes, if you don't get signed by your 25, why don't you take another look at it, you know? And then, because your percentage, the odds go way down. He's a very smart man, my dad. So we got signed three months before he turned 25, so I never had to look back at that. But the point is, is that, you know, it's not always about talent. You know, no one's ever going to say, boy, that Mark McGrath's voice, it, it's out of the charts. You know, I have a tone <laughs> that people relate to, but I never took no for an answer. You know, never, ever, ever. I heard it all the time. But I never took it for an answer. And then, like I said, I mean, I, we, we bamboozled Atlantic Records and said we have yeah. 40 songs. They're just like Nirvana and Pearl Jam. And we've got 10,000 fan base out here in San Diego. Because San Diego was, even San Diego was happening at the time back yeah. then. Yep. And, uh, you know, we just, I was just, I was so just a linear t 
tunnel vision focused on this career. And it was one of those things like, I'll, I'll, you know, once, you know, I'll fix it once I get, get there. Let's get signed. We'll figure it out when we get there. All right, now we're signed. We'll figure it out once we get there. All right, we need to hit record. All right, we'll figure it out. Who else? Sublime's happened. Let's get the producer. Here's David Kahn. I know Sublime guys. I know what he did for them. You know, just figure it out when you get there. So sometimes, you know, a naivety and a, and a blind devotion and a blind faith, you know, is, uh, no pun intended, is, uh, is kind of the key to rock sometimes. I had no idea that our lives were as linear as they were. I, too, a degree in communication. Parents going, please, oh, please know something about communication. Radio cannot possibly be where you're going. And I crashed uh, in L.A. Uh, three months before our, uh, was it eight months before I turned 25. So I pretty much the same gig with you guys. So it's just crazy. You kind of have the same, same thing in your head, like, yeah. if it doesn't have my time, I'm 25. Yeah. I'm going to rethink this thing. And, you know, I had Orange County. Yeah. It, you know, he, you know, he was he's the whole, he was a smart man. But he also, there was no bigger fan of the band. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Dad was, he was realistic, too. He's like, you know, there, there's novelty songs you guys can do, you know, like a purple polka dot bikini. You know, he goes, think about how you could, like, maybe step outside the box and work around the things that maybe aren't your strengths, you know. So uh, I, I owe a lot to that, you know. So, you know, I, I guess I'm trying to say is anybody can do it. You just have to do it. Yeah. And luck will never, ever tap you on the shoulder if you're sitting on your couch. That's never right. once does that happen. Yeah. Never once. But if you're out there trying to make it happen, man, luck is all. It's like Pokemon. It's all around. You just got to get get it. Who would have guessed Pokemon would have been that good? I'm sure part of your band members chase Pokemon during the show, don't they? You know what? I, thank God they don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I, I think if you were talking to a younger band, a generation maybe. I mean, you look at guys that are, you know, uh, you want our, our, I can't believe it. our guitar player is going to turn 50. What? In, uh, in, uh, in November, you know, I'm on, I'm 48. So like if we were playing Pokemon on stage, man, we, we, we'd be, I don't think we'd be on stage if you know what I'm saying. You know what? We look damn good for our age. I don't care what anybody says. Hey, I'll, 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 uh, I'll hang my hat on that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, uh, people ask me why I still like highlight my hair. I'm like, well, it's either that or gray. You know what I mean? It's you do not want to go John jo- uh, Bon Jovi. You don't want to go that silver, my friend. God, you know what, dude? I, I saw the commercials he did for DirecTV, and my wife just looked at me and went, oh. And, and you're talking about one of the best-looking guys that's ever yeah. lived. Yeah. She just looked at me and went, oh. Look. And, and it's just because his hair is gray. You know, and, and he's been dying for years and years and years, and he just came to a moment. And I, I actually applaud it because I would love just to let my hair go gray and just not care how I look and just eat 50 cheeseburgers a day. And, you know, I mean, that's, I, that's what I internally naturally want to do. Uh, but now John just goes, forget it. I'm going gray because there's also a time when you're kidding yourself now. You know, when you're the 65, 68-year-old guy who's still dying his hair and it's that copper brown. You don't want to be that guy either. So I kind of applaud. Remember when Matt Lauer shaved his hair? We're all like, uh-oh, dude. No, 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 no. Now it's, now it's him. You know, you've got to sometimes realize, you know, that that ship has sailed. And thank God it's way easier for men than women. You know, women have it way harder, that's for sure. Well, the big difference for uh, Bon Jovi and you, all right, he's got like 80 million female fans, okay? So you've got guys that are like carrying a flag for you, and we're going, dude, you can't do that. You'll ruin it for all of us. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, you're right. There's 80 million devoted followers to John Bon Jovi, don't care what he does. And he's got $80 million in his bank, yeah. and he doesn't care what he does. Yeah. There's a nice symbiosis there working for him. You know, um, but, uh, you know, look, at we, we, he, I think he still looks great for his age. He really does, but, I mean, he, he, he stays in shape. But, you know, but that gray thing will just take you to another, you know, it, it'll just, 
It'll age you, Steve, what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you can't you can't come back all gray, and then we'd have to slow down every Sugar Ray song just so people kind of get it because you won't be able to play as fast. That's what's going to happen, my friend. We can't, happen, let, we can't let it happen, not at all. No, exactly. I mean, I still got to be rocking Mean Machine, you know. But, like, you, you hey, just do me a favor, though. They're, like I said, let me know because, you know, the, the, guy, the, you know, the person who is, it's happening to is always the last to know. Let me know, Steve, <laughs> when, when, I, when it's over, okay? No, no, <laughs> just go. Dude, let it go. Because, you're, 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 you know, you're always the last to know. Everybody thinks they look like Justin Bieber in their head. You know? Oh, my God. You'll know when it happens when you grow out a beard because you're not on tour for a couple of months, and then uh, you look like Randy Quaid. Okay. Oh, God. Well said. Well played. You know, my beard is gray as hell. Right, right. So, How about when, Howard Stern? I mean, Howard Stern has the grayest beard in town and then naturally brown, lush hair. God bless him. Yeah, so you can't do that. You can't be all white and then black up on top. You can't. That's, 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 a, that's not a look that serves what you're trying no, to do very well. No. And then when your dad, because now that you're a dad and, and living a great life, when your dad has... Uh, is all gray or looks younger than you, that's another time where you just give it up. Just no more. That's a really good tech t- uh, tale. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, that's a good inclination that it, it's time to stop. You know, you're fooling yourself now. Yeah. My daughter hates when my beard kind of grows out a little bit anyway. So if I want to snuggle with her, I have to uh, say clean shaven. So, uh, yeah. My daughter's the same way. So I got her turned on to uh, Sugar Ray. So she's she's really liking that. And when I told her, yeah, he's coming back to town. He's going to be on. And she goes, you know, he's really cute. Why can't you have hair like him, Dad? I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, at least you don't get, oh, God, you look so much older now. You know, <laughs> Which you get, you know people, it's funny, in meet and greets and sometimes, you know, they, they, they can't, there's no filter sometimes. Right. You know I mean, and like they don't understand the time that passes along. You know, like the, the video is not in 97, still the same way I look. Today and 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 conversely, I'm sure you don't look the same. No. But it's funny people just have a filter. Oh, wow! You really, you know, you, you, your lines and your eyes. It's just, <laughs> people sometimes uh, it can be funny. Let's put it that way. Steve. Right. It's like um, you're from L.A. Little Botox, Mark. Come on, take care of it. No, you know what? The, you know, I, I messed around with that for a little bit. Nah. And people started saying I look like the elephant man. Nah. No, I gotta go. It's not worth it. No, guys can't do that. We can't go, Caitlin. Never. We, you can't go down that road, man. No, because at Extra, you know, we'd have all these beauty things, and people would come in. And one time, I, I, uh, I agreed to do a Botox, you know, uh, uh, you know, experimentation. And the guy put Botox, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. You can barely tell, and blah blah blah. And then you get a little aggressive with it, you yeah. know. And next thing you know, you're like, wow, the elephant man. And so, yeah. no, that that is one thing I want to. I'll never do any plastic surgery, even though there's a ton of like a ton of rumors on the internet that swears to God I've had plastic surgery where doctors evaluate my plastic surgery. It's kind of, we get a kick out of looking at it, you know. Well, he's at least had a rhinoplasty, uh, uh, a chin tuck, and I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, what, what am I going to afford? Well, time sugar had a hit. How am I going to afford that stuff? Come you on. know, first of all, I didn't mean to start that rumor because you didn't call me back, but it worked. Oh, you didn't start <laughs> Forever, believe me, that that, that one just always, it's just, it, it makes me laugh out loud. I'm like, I never had a plastic surgery. Nah, you don't, you don't need any of that. The, the girls like you too much, and, you know, I don't need to hear about how cute you are still. I don't. I don't need to hear that anymore. I, I, I had a great run. I had a great run. I still got my hair. I, I, I you know, I, I, 
you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm still, I'm still on stage. So listen, if everything yeah. ended tomorrow, like, I don't, don't cry for me. I'm almost 70 years old. Right. But 50 year old guys are supposed to be good looking. Besides George Clooney and Brad Pitt and, and everybody else. Yeah. We got to get those guys on too. Just like the four of us, little, uh, little Clooney, Brad Pitt, you and I just hang out just one day. Good uh, Vegas evening. Wouldn't it? That'd be fun. That'd and be- let them pay. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, oh yeah. I went out with George Clooney, matter of fact, back in the day at the whiskey bar in Los Angeles. And, you know, and I've seen the guy in a lot of ways. I've seen him kind of having some fun, having some drinks. Uh, and I've also seen him on the line, you know, at the Oscars. Yeah, and the yeah. guy is the biggest gentleman you could yep. ever meet in your life. Yep. He's a lot of fun to have the drinks with. He's everything you think he would be. He's also the guy at the Oscars that talks to everybody. You'll yep. never see you'll never see a picture of George Clooney yep. waving down the red carpet because he doesn't do that. Yep. He'll stop and talk to every media outlet, to, to like the SC Trojan, down to like the Korean Times and like podcasts and like the guy's phenomenal. I mean, he's an, he's a perfect example of how to be a superstar. So everything you think George Coney is in your mind, he is times ten. Now I know that uh, you're strapped for time. Little let let's jump into the future. Does Sugar Ray belong in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely not. My God, you'd be ruining the Hall of Fame that Sugar Ray in the Hall of Fame. No way. <laughs> I mean, listen, we wrote some great songs that I'm really proud of. I, you know me, I'm very self-effacing, but yeah. our band does not have a body of work that deserves to be in, in the uh, in Hall of Fame. Absolutely not. You know, we, we, we wrote some great songs. We had number one songs. But, you know, you're talking about, you know, you, you know, there, there's bands that still aren't in there. Yeah. In there. Thank God. Cheap Trick, I mean. Cheap Trick finally got in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Deep Purple finally got in. So at least some some you know, common sense is being made. But I kind of look at us like a little bit of Freddie and the Dreamers or Herman's Hermits. You know, and, and, you know, we, we we had a kind of a presence. You know, we exploded, and you know, our time kind of came. And and but the songs, you know, you still hear Herman's Hermits songs today. Yeah. You'll hear Freddie and Dreamers every now and then. Um, I might be reaching for Herman's Hermits because they had a you know a way bigger career. Uh, relatively speaking, than us. But, yeah, no, you won't see Sugar Ray in the Hall of Fame. And I don't think as we get older, you look back at the band and go, oh, you know, wow, we, went, we missed, you know, that we missed a couple records on them, you know. I think we got what we deserved and more uh, from 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 you know, from the industry in general and the public in general. Uh, I, and to still be able to play this music live, I, I, I'm honored. And I will tell you this, I think people want to hear at least four songs for the rest of my life. Yeah. And to me, that's being in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. From a kid who was just a fan, I mean, I'm the Rock and Roll Jeopardy champion for a reason. I was, I was studying and, <laughs> and, and dreaming of, of, of these things. I wasn't in my, guitar, in my room playing guitar for 10,000 hours. You know, I was studying, dreaming, and looking at, uh, <laughs> it's going to date me, uh, looking at album covers and yeah. posters on the wall. And, and I was visualizing. I was Tony Robbins in, Tony Robinsing the hell out of my career. You know, that was where my 10,000 hours went, to visualization, you know. Well, but, I would like to see the band on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, though. I think you guys deserve a star, though. Well, I mean, I, I, I don't I, I don't know. That's, that's, a, that's a weird kind of thing. I mean, maybe, you know, uh, maybe I do, Steve. Maybe the band doesn't, huh? Let's put it that way. <laughs> Plus, your star should say the Jeopardy champion. It should. Yeah, Mark McGrath, three-time Rock and Roll Jeopardy champion. Right. That deserves a star on the Hollywood Walk. Right. They won't know who the hell you are, but Jeopardy champion right there. You know, it's funny. Like, if, you, if you walk along and look at some of those stars, you don't know how half the pe- you know who half those people are because back in the day, they were putting in like you know this guy was the second grip on uh, Gone yep. with the Wind. You know, they didn't 
no one could anticipate what Hollywood would become, and then he started adding musicians. And so, I mean, you walk down some of the, that boulevard, you don't know who the hell half the people are, you know. So who do you think from your group should get into the Hall of Fame? Like, who is the flag holder of the 90s rock? I guess I'll say our generation. You yeah. know, you have Red Hot Chili Peppers should absolutely be yeah. there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'd agree with that. Totally agree with that. I like their new song that just I mean, came I, out, too. So I have an argument. They turned they turn into one of the greatest bands of all time. Yeah. I mean, and that, and that band started out as a joke. They will tell you. They started out, they, they played a gig at the Whiskey, and Anthony did Grandmaster Flash raps over, you know, Flea doing the funk bass. It was a joke. Yep. And yep. now they turned into a stadium band around the world. I mean, that, that is one of the best stories of all time. And they have the body of work and the legacy to, to uh, absolutely be in there. Um, Pearl Jam will absolutely be in the Rock Hall of Fame. Um, Nirvana's in. Yeah. Uh, I put in Foo Fighters, too. Yeah, Foo Fighters absolutely deserve to be in there. I would say so. I'd say sound, Alice in Chains. Is yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're also looking at the last of the era of, yep. of people that were, are going to be eligible. What bands after um, after the, the '90s would be eligible for rock? I mean, Coldplay will, will definitely get the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, right? You know, uh, but then, but but uh, uh, has there been a new band in the last ten years that you think will be in the Rock and Roll nah. Hall of Fame? I don't think so. No, I I'd agree with you. I'm I'm just at a loss of the 2000s. Who's going to get in? So, well, I, I, I think Coldplay. I think Yellow came in 2000, 2001. You'd have to call them a 2000 band. Yeah, I don't call them a 90s band yeah. you know they definitely uh they had their success in the 2000s so i think uh they, they all sneak in i mean some of the long shots would be like a kid rock well kid rock sneak in you know what i mean yeah i mean has he has he good enough i mean he's, he's definitely diverse enough but he's also divisive enough yeah and he's pissed off a lot of people right. um <laughs> not pissed off people like i personally just you know, some people don't like what he does yeah. you know i mean that, that's a, a sign of a lot of great artists um, so I, Kid, Kid Rock might be one of them, but I think that whole Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, yep. I mean, they, they all deserve to be in there. Um, a Race Against the Machine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hadn't thought of them. The Machine absolutely should be in there because even though they don't have a huge body of work, yeah. they absolutely started a genre of music. And and, and, and forgetting what they started, I mean, that, that first record is, and even the second record, it's untouchable. The playing and Tom Morello as a as a as a guitar hero. I mean, they've got all the elements to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, wow, that would be a good tour. Get all those bands together. Just suggesting, just throwing it out there. Right, but I don't think there's a stadium big enough to, to, to you know to fill them all. You know, do it like a Woodstock. I was I was joking about uh, you know the blend Woodstock where I would bring all these bands for a week. Oh, Steve, you know, it gives me agita thinking about you trying to put that together because just trying to put together these tours we do every summer, it is so hard. And to put bands of that level together in one day, and by the way, it'd be the greatest thing in the world for the fans, but yeah. man, you were looking at a lot of logistics and a lot of personalities, my friend. And a week off. Everybody just take a national holiday. Just take a week off. I love it. I, I'm just I, saying. I, believe me, I, I, will be, I will buy a ticket and be in front row, that's for sure. All right, tomorrow night, Sugar Ray, they headlined the band over in Naperville for the last fling. You got Sponge, Lit, Everclear. That is a night. Mark, it is always a pleasure to have you on. Steve, you're one of the good ones, my friend, and I uh, I appreciate, again, you flying the flag for all the bands. And every time I you know, you, you, I, I, I see you texting, you know, my buddies, I'm like, yeah, man, Steve, Steve's the coolest, man. So uh, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night, my friend. Let's yeah. hang out, have a beer. 
I will be there. Guys, you still got a couple tickets left. Check it out. I will be at the show, too. So if you guys find me, I'll say hello. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for being on. Steve, you're the best, bro. I'll talk to you soon. I'll see you tomorrow.